0: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studio here in West Loop, downtown Chicago. We have made it the first week of the NBA regular season. Woo! I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guy, Will the Goat Golly, Will underscore Golly. Our pal, producer Steven on the controls. What up, Steven? Not much, guys. Just having yourself it's, a little I'm late afternoon I'm ex- snack? I am. I'm having a steak over here. <laughs> I respect it. And joining us on the sidebar, our guy, Big Dave Bao, B-A-W-L Sports. What up, Dave?
1: Peace. What's happening?
0: Uh, Lots to get to today. Patrick Williams, rookie extension. We are 26 minutes from it officially not happening. 5 p.m. today, the deadline for first-round draft picks at the end of their rookie, coming into the final year of their rookie deals. We'll talk about that. Also, rounding out our Eastern Conference team previews, looking at the Bulls' competition for the season ahead, we're talking Pacers and Nets today. Two very fascinating teams the Bulls could be battling for playoff slash play-in positioning. Before we dive into all that, though, Stephen, I do need to get your official take on the record of Jimmy Butler's look at Heat Media Day as Ooh. a as a big Jimmy Stan. All I right. got to know. I, I love that you asked me that. Actually, I think it's <laughs> hilarious. I he it's his like shtick. He does it every single you know Media Day. It looked ridiculous, <laughs> but it was like the most Jimmy Butler thing. I think it's a good team bonding thing too. Like he comes in that they don't know what the hell that guy's gonna do on a Media Day, and he shows up looking like he was going through a phase. Continuity. <laughs>
1: My
2: first word of the podcast.
0: It's it's a it's an interesting take to say that Jimmy showing up to media day with different ridiculous looks how somehow helps team. It's bonding. team building. I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily see the correlation. Did there, you see everybody laughing and having a good time? Okay, that wasn't a job for them. They were enjoying themselves. <laughs> okay, I see. Um right. <laughs> gentlemen. We uh, man, Patrick Williams. I feel like we've been talking about this young man a lot recently, but. A lot hangs in the balance for his future and whether or not it is tied to the Bulls. So, we saw a few people get contract extensions coming up to the midnight hour today. Uh, Cole Anthony got a new deal with o- Orlando. Jake McDaniels got a new big-time deal with Minnesota that officially pushed that small market team into the luxury tax. Yay them. Uh, who's the other one I'm missing? Who else got extended Josh today? Green, Josh the Green Dallas with Dallas. Josh Green Dallas. There you go. Meanwhile... No extension for Patrick Williams. It could still, as I said, theoretically happen in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Very unlikely. Will, you were at today's practice. Pat talked to the media after practice, and he spoke a little bit about his contract situation. What was the vibe like with him talking about the fact that he does not have an extension coming into this last year of his rookie deal?
2: He handled it super well, super uh, maturely. He basically said, I am not a basketball business guy. I'm a basketball player. That's why I have an agent. And whatever happens is going to happen. Uh, obviously, I want a big contract. That's how I feed my family. I feel like I've earned it. Um, but if that happens, great. If not, that's fine too. It's not going to affect the way I come to work every day. And it's all about winning for me. So, uh, yeah, you had the quote up there, Stephen. But he, I thought he handled it really well.
0: Yeah, he said, obviously, I want a big contract. That's what I work for. Think this is what I'm worth. But when it comes, it comes. I'm not 100% going to say this summer or next summer or whatever the case may be. I go out and hoop. Um, Dave, what do you make of the fact that Patrick is now essentially entering a prove-it season at the end of his rookie deal and both fans have been begging for him to play a larger part in this team's success. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got he's got a lot to prove and a lot to potentially earn and a lot to potentially lose.
1: I like when pressure is put upon his shoulders. So that's kind of what I want to see, because this is pressure. Cause like he said, he understands, he doesn't understand the business, but he understands feeding his family and taking care of his family. So he understands that. So he knows to do that. He's going to need a substantial amount of money to do that. And to get that means you have to play well, not okay, not good. You have to play well if you want the money that's been reported that he wants. So for him to do that, I, the pressure has to be on him to, to sh- go out there and showcase what he can do, that you can be this kind of guy for the next few years for the Chicago Bulls franchise, if this is the money that you want. So he's gotta go out like he said, I go out and hoop. That's what he says. Well, you're gonna have to go do that now. Like really, truly hoop, bro. Cause if they're not gonna extend you right now, that means they're telling you basically, you gotta show us because we, we wanna pay you. We wanna give you this money but you have to show us that we're not just giving you this and you're gonna revert back to something that we've seen in the past, which is you know, just chilling out and you know, being okay, having some highs and lows, some peaks and valleys. They want something more sustainable. So he's gotta go out there and prove it. I like, I like that the pressure is put upon him this way. I think um, he'll respond in a good way to it. I, I've seen him respond well. We saw him respond well in the preseason. When pressure was put upon him, we saw him respond well when I was yelling at him at the game and he responded well to that. So yeah, I like when pressure was put upon his shoulders and this is definitely pressure when you want that kind of money.
2: It's it's actually interesting you mentioned pressure because uh, one of the other reporters asked him if he felt pressure from this to get a deal done. And he said, absolutely not. It would be pressure if mm-hmm. I didn't know I was capable of it, but I know what I'm capable of and I feel like I can go out there and do that. It's just about doing it. So it is an interesting time. It's a, I mean, like we said, 20, 21 more minutes here. It could still happen breaking news style, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, if it doesn't happen, it's a bet on yourself. And I think it's really interesting to look at this through the lens of who else is getting extended, some of these other guys and how much money they're making. And I think more importantly, what percent of the salary cap they're making, because everybody's seeing a hundred million dollars, $200 million, $136 million, whatever it is, those are big numbers. But the way the cap is moving up, it's not as big of a chunk uh, percentage of the cap. So um, there's people in the comments right now. Pat is a bust, unfortunately. I know some people are feeling it, but there's a lot he does well. And I think people forget that, like, defense is half the game. Mm -hmm. Being able to guard big guys well is a really valuable skill. Being able to shoot 41% on threes is a really valuable skill. There's stuff he does well that at his age, with his athleticism and with his potential, he's just going to get paid. Yeah. That's just the fact of the matter. Now it's more about, yes, you'd like to see a little bit more of that so you know what you're paying for, but he's 22 years old. You don't know necessarily what you're paying for. So I understand the apprehension. I get it. It's a lot of money, but it's Jerry's money, not yours.
0: <sighs> <sighs> what a Monday comment. Um,
1: I, I, look I look at it too a slightly different kind of lens. And what I mean by that is the lens that he says that the type of player that he feels he can be, which is an all NBA, which is an all-star kind of guy. That's the kind of lens I kind of look at it under when I when I say the things that I'm saying about him. He's a, everything you just said is correct. He's an excellent ball player as far as defense is concerned, 40% three-point shooting, all of those things. can guard multiple positions, can play multiple positions because of his size. But all the things he's saying, Lead you to believe that he's talking about being one of the best players in this league. And to talk about that, well then I'm going to talk about that monetarily as well, because that's how I'm going to look at it. If that's how you're going to go for it and look at it, that's exactly how I'm going to do it. And like, Will,
0: I agree that Pat has already proven that he does several things very well. Um, this early on in his NBA career and the numbers, especially when you get into the 100 million something range, we're like, Sportsman's has like 100 million? Holy shnikes, that's a lot of millions. And a player like Pat, who's not an all-star in any capacity, doesn't sound like a name who's worth that kind of deal. But like you said, framing it with percentage of the salary cap I think is the wiser way to go about it because you know, we're gonna talk about the Pacers later on in today's show. Halliburton got himself a big fat rookie extension. Pat could end up signing a deal that is multiple years and a hundred plus million dollars and it still being less than half of the total money that Halliburton and similar star players of that draft class who signed extensions are getting.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going. Anthony Edwards, obviously first pick in that draft. Halliburton, uh, I believe, was 11th or something like that. Mm-hmm. They both signed five-year, $260 million contracts. Now, they right. are franchise cornerstone players. Patrick is not. But there's a big difference between $100 and $260 million. So, again, these numbers are just funny money. Like, it, it doesn't feel real. But the cap is going up so dramatically every year that – This is just kind of what it is. And for a guy like that who does have potential, I think it's going to make the discourse around Patrick even more toxic. Um, Again, I don't think anything will happen in the next 15 minutes here. I would be surprised if it did, because there's just not a lot of incentive for Patrick to sign a deal unless he gets something like what Jade McDaniels got 136, something like what Devin Vassell got 145. Um, These numbers probably are not going to be available to him based on where the bulls are with their cap. But uh, I just, uh, at some point, whether it's this year or next year, that's kind of, I think the ballpark that we're looking at. And I think people need to be prepared for that, but also adjust their expectations accordingly because 20 million is the new mid-level exception, basically. I mean, that's, it's going to be more, I think it was like 14 or 15 for next year. (laughs) That's like the equivalent of making $15 million a year this year. So it's just, it's just a little different.
1: So what's, I'm curious. Well, what's the number for you then, for Pat? Years and uh, money. What's the number for you?
2: So here's the other thing that's interesting: is you're looking at some of these other deals. I think Denny Avdia signed four fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Josh Green, uh, was it three forty-one?
0: Josh um, Green, hold on. I've got it here. Um, three years, forty-one.
2: Three forty-one. So we're seeing lower numbers for lower years, right? As opposed to higher number, higher years. So for 260 for Halliburton and Edwards. Obviously, there's a massive talent gap there. But if you are going to sign for five years, that means you can't get back on the market for five more years. So they want as much guaranteed money as they can get. Whereas, for example, Kobe, he only signed for three years. He got a little bit less annually, but he gets to get back on the market now before his age 27 season. That's right before his prime. So I think that plays a role here too. Maybe he does sign something that's a little bit shorter uh, you know, two or three years where, yeah, DeMar's probably going to be gone. Vooch uh, is probably going to be gone after three more years. So that gives him an opportunity to really stretch his legs without those guys. For me, I would want to lock Pat up for five years, and I think $100 million is probably going to be the very lowest that he'd be willing to do that. Obviously, it's hard to build a championship team when you've got guys making you know, 20% of the salary cap who aren't contributing at an all-star level. So I understand the apprehension, but again, I just think that's what you kind of have to do to sign guys. And I think that that contract will be still tradable. So you want to see what he can do. You want to see if you can stretch his game out. I'm not sure how much you'll really be able to do that with Zach and Damar and Vooch on the court with him. But I think that's just like the reality of the situation. that. 100 is going to be like the lowest I could possibly see.
0: Speaking of 100, we do have a poll up. If you're watching along on YouTube right now, would you simply sign Patrick to an extension or, or to a new contract upwards of $100 million? Assuming as Will is saying, it's more along the long-term contacts. Are you about to say that we just got another one?
2: As we speak, Anyaka Kongwu, 462. So maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe it is closer to you know, that $15, $16, 17000000 million a year number, I think obviously a lot of people would feel better about that, but that's a backup center. Yeah, so
0: uh, if you guys are listening to this, you know, later tonight or tomorrow morning, we are here Monday afternoon, 15 minutes before the contract extension deadline, October 23rd for NBA uh, players, Woz just tweeted this just a second ago. A Kong Wu and the Hawks have agreed on a four-year, sixty-two million dollar deal. Uh, but Will, I-, I saw you comparing Pat's situation potentially to Jaden McDaniels and the deal he got done with Minnesota earlier today. That that was the one hundred and thirty-six million figure you threw out. Um, five years, one thirty-six. Now, Jaden McDaniels, most NBA fans wouldn't see as somebody who's like, wait, Jaden McDaniels, one hundred thirty-six million. But he's a solid player. Some people think he could be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate this year. Not to say that Pat is quite that level of, you know, defensive and star player. But these these are the kind of numbers we're seeing. And I think it's still just a bit jarring to Bulls fans and to NBA fans that you're like, you're actually connecting that figure to that player. Tell me how that makes sense. And Bulls fans who have watched Pat play three up-and-down seasons, basically two seasons and a mini season, his second one that was shortened by injury. What about giving him $100 million or more makes sense? I, I understand that it's hard to r- wrap your mind around it. I I will be okay if they end up going to restrictive free agency with Pat, and hopefully we will feel better about giving him a deal in that range of figures after he shows us something else this season, Dave.
1: Yeah, I just wanted – I, I want it to be they don't sign him and he goes out and plays. That's what I want. I want that pressure, dude. I know he says there's no pressure on him. That's how you're supposed to think. That's how you're supposed to be. But damn it, there is. Like when you're the one talking about, I want to feed my family and be that generational money, then that's what it's going to look like. That comes with a certain amount of pressure. Dude, like it's pressure just on regular people every day just to do the same kind of thing. So imagine when you have that much money on the line. You know what I mean? Like you're probably not thinking about it or you don't want to think about it and you're going to play that way. That's cool, but in somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, I gotta get this paper, man. I'm about to go out here and ball the hell out because I'm gonna take care of my family and get this money right. So it's there. I, I I simply believe it's there somewhere in his head, and that's and he has that kind of mentality. I'm with you though, Matt. Like, if the extension does come and they give him that hundred million, I don't. That's like you said, that's not killing anything. You know what I mean? Like that's like, okay, fine, great. Get your hundred million, you know, fine. You know what I mean? I'm completely all right with that. The new money is two hundred million. You know what I'm saying? It's going up and up from there. That's the big money. That's where the guys are right now. This right now, this little hundred million or over hundred million that he might get, I have no issue with that at all. He can still grow into something. You know what I'm saying? With that money right there, I do like uh, what Kobe did, like Will stated. You know, taking that money because it feels like he's ready to break out now. So by the time, like Will said, he gets to that age of twenty-seven, who knows what he might do? He might say, yo, man, you know, there's some real money out here for me. Let's go find out. But as of right now, this is where I'm at. I'm gonna ball out right now for these Chicago Bulls. But it's so interesting and intriguing to me. Like I want to see it when it's on pat. Like I, I really want to see this like this, man. I don't want them to I don't I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it we dog. Like I want to feel like, all right, they ain't give you this money. Now what? Now what you gonna do? Let's see how, how you respond. That's how I want it, man.
0: Uh currently in the poll. We've got 60% voting no and 40% voting yes on signing Pat to a $100 million contract. So, you know, not not the usual Bulls fans' response of split 50-50 right down the middle, having differing opinions. But, I mean, maybe... I mean, Will, can you see some possibility where Pat's contract looks something closer to the Onyeka Okongwu one that just broke? Because four-year 60 is basically less than 20 mil average annual salary, somewhere between 15 and 20 average. Uh, and, and I guess f- for a little bit more context on this, because you had that quote from him after practice today about saying, this is what I work for. This is what I think I'm worth. Obviously I want a big contract. Zach Lowe was talking to Bobby Marks, you know, NBA cap expert contract expert on the latest low post podcast. And I know you and Mark touched on this on your Friday episode right after it dropped, but Zach Lowe said, "I'm hearing Patrick Williams wants big, big numbers. Starts with a two and isn't two zero. Obviously, you and Mark, you know, quelled the fears of Bulls fans who initially misinterpreted that, thinking two hundred million, like we're talking about with some of these legitimate All NBA or future All Star kind of talents from Pat's draft class, but just average annual salary above twenty million, right?
2: Yeah. And look, I mean, again, with Okongwu's, that was only four years, so." Yeah. Maybe Patrick signs uh, for four years instead of five, and that number gets to come down a little bit. Could I yeah. see something between 80 and 100? Sure. I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. I'd be surprised if that were a five-year deal. But again, we're talking about the similar annual number then, right? So um, I just don't think it makes that big of a difference either way. For me, I would just like want to lock him up because at the end of the day, you have a better chance of it becoming a value deal the longer out you sign someone if Devin Vassell at age 27 is making $27 million and he's playing at an all-star level, like that's a steal of a contract. That's what Tyler hero is making this year. Uh, So I think everybody could agree, like all-star caliber player in their prime, like Devin Vassell is more valuable than present day Tyler hero. I just think that's what the money's going to look like. I wonder right now, I mean, there's eight minutes to go. What do you think the offer is that AK has put on Patrick Williams agent's table to where he says, this is the best we can do right now. Put your name on the dotted line, or we'll talk again next summer.
1: Like three years, I 62.
2: I mean, th- that's like, that's, that's basically that's, Vooch's contract. That's basically the same as five, 100. Yeah. yeah. three sixty is the same as exactly. five.
1: Yeah. Because I'm thinking of him saying that he wants that number 20. If he wants that 20 mil, I come at you with the three year sixty-two. See what you say. What you I think mean, on it's that? The
0: bulls. My guess is they low—they lowballed him because it's the bulls. <laughs> and there, you know, uh, I saw that you guys also touched on Carly Jones getting waived uh, on your Friday episode with with Mark Will. Because guess what? Now the Bulls uh, ducked back down below that luxury tax line. Um, I just, you know, I like four seventy-five. Maybe the Bulls would throw that offer at Pat to try and get an extension done before the midnight hour because it's not insultingly low. Mm -hmm. The other question is
2: like, what do you plan to do with DeMar? Because right now, before like wiping away that
0: luxury tax, yeah, (laughs) exactly.
2: Exactly, wiping away those cap holds. Like, if you want to pay Patrick 20, 22, 24 million dollars and you want to pay DeMar 25, 27, 30 million dollars, you're in the tax. You're a 40-win team that is in the tax. Do you
0: think Jerry's signing up for that? Not if they're in the play-in tournament, which is where they're headed.
1: Why you got to yell at me, Will?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I think there's, that's why I don't think something will get done. I think they have a lot to resolve before next summer, and they kind of just have to see what it looks like before they make those kind of decisions, but... This is what happens when you sign. And again, I do not want to take anything away from Zach or Vooch because those guys got money that they earned and deserved. But, like, you have an expensive roster. You've got a player in Lonzo Ball who's not playing. That's $20 million in sunk cost right there. So yeah, it's it's just a tough spot to be, but that's the situation that they're in. And now they have to make decisions understanding that there's not a lot of wiggle room. So that's that's just me why I don't think anything will get done here in the next six minutes.
0: We'll see. Um, Let's, in those final six minutes of this countdown to Pat's extension coming and going, let's uh, take our first ad break and then we'll come back and dive into some uh, Indiana Pacers talk. I know Will's stoked about that. Honestly, I am too. The Pacers looking like a potentially fun team this season Uh, and more competition for the Bulls. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, you know what to do, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. And of course, make sure you subscribe as well with that subscribe button if you aren't subscribed to CHGO Sports' YouTube channel already. 40K plus and climbing! Today's show brought to you by our friends at Ray Chevy. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we've got great news because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has recently joined the CHGO team. We were talking with the team at Ray, and they have this pledge that they call the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see when you're shopping online on their website, is the price you will pay when you go to the dealership and say, Hi, I saw that car on the website. I would like that car for that price, please. You might find with other dealerships that that price you see online is not the price that they tell you when you go to the dealership because there are, you know, small print exceptions of who those offers of those price points are actually for, and you don't fall into any of those categories for any number of unfair reasons. I just want to buy a car for a fair price. But That won't happen to you at Ray. In fact, Ray does everything possible to find additional savings for you so that the only way the price you see at the dealership is different than the one online is if they save you even more money and the price is lower. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Truck or Treat savings event because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks. The perfect tailgate vehicle. So come on in to Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. Find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with that Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads.
1: Mm. So I told y'all how much I like this hero bread. I, I really do enjoy it. I've told my sister about it. My sister is completely vegan. She gets down with these things. She didn't even know this kind of thing existed. She she is very excited to try it. I can't wait to check back in with her and and see what it's all about, how she feels about it. But I'm telling you right now, it's good. It's delicious. I'm making sandwiches with it. After this is done and I go cook my mother's meal, that's the second thing I'm going to do is make me a sandwich with the hero bread baby you already know it's gonna be a veggie burger too actually two of them things i'm gonna stack on top because i like it and it's delicious man the taste the texture soft and it's fluffy it's delicious it's tasty i like all of it man and this is bread like i'm talking about bread i shouldn't be this excited about bread but i am because it's hard to find this kind of stuff especially somebody who gave up bread like that and sugar at the beginning of the year this way Hero Bread allows me to get down and enjoy this deliciousness, man. The primary nutritional interest, y'all, that high fiber and that ultra low net carb and zero sugar per slice. Let me say that again. Zero sugar per slice, but you lose nothing on the taste. I promise you, man. I see your face over there. I promise you it's delicious. Oh, and CHGO and Hero Bread want you to get down and try this delicious bread. So you can go to hero.co and put in that promo code CHGO and get yourself 10% off of your order. Oh, fewer calories than the leading national bread, 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving, man. Oh, like I said, use that promo code CHGO when you go to hero.co that's h-e-r-o dot c-o and save 10% today hero bread to the rescue can, oh. can i ask you something dave what does a vegan put
0: on their sandwich if they're making themselves
1: a sandwich
0: there's mm. like a couple well, slices of
1: tomato and some bean sprouts yeah i mean you know to the uneducated of course you would say that but I would say you can put some vegan mayo. There's also some vegan uh, turkey or veggie turkey you can slide on there as well. That's very delicious. Actually, uh, Capriati's. I don't know if y'all have ever eaten at Capriati's, but it's a sandwich shop. Shout out to them. They have some awesome veggie turkey, man, some vegan turkey that they put on the sandwich. It's honestly the best I've ever had. It's really delicious. But yeah, you can put all kinds of things on there, man. They eat eat pretty dang on well. what, What is veggie
0: turkey? Like, I understand oh, the concept of turkey bacon as much as I disagree with it. It's like turkey <laughs> that they try to make taste and look like bacon. They fail, but that's what they're they trying to do. What is fail. veggie turkey?
1: <laughs> they fail. I haven't Listen, I haven't looked into it yet about what's actually in veggie turkey. I'm going to go look and find out. I As soon as I saw it, I got excited, and I said, let me try this. And it was thinly sliced and looking all attractive. I ate it. I enjoyed it. I went back again and got some more. There's I got a big dumbass one the other day, man. You know, because Capriati's makes like an 18 inch joint, like and it's ridiculous. And I got an 18 inch joint on that joint. It's delicious, man. I'm telling you, I can't wait to feed y'all. Let me feed y'all. I'll I'll happily drinking some veggie turkey. Our producer
0: Sarah in the comments also wanting to know what the f is veggie turkey. Yes, I need to know. Whatever the answer is, it's not an answer I'm gonna like or trust um <laughs>
1: so you don't I, care <laughs> oh it's so, i you mean know a what, steak right was, now big
0: dave i know Why you not? are i heard you Steve. Yeah.
1: i heard you and i'm proud this of man you is and eating and, and i don't attack at you. i will put that
0: between the hero in bread in the middle
1: of the show this man is I, not saying about
0: veggie turkey
1: please do put the steak between the hero bread as well put whatever you want between that hero bread i am strictly talking about me flip side says he'll put falafel on his cool you can enjoy what you want to enjoy. I hope you enjoy anything you want. I'm not Matt Pet. I don't care what you eat. It's okay. You can enjoy those things. But speaking of food, Matt, because I forgot to say this at the beginning, yeah. shout out to the Uber Eats driver who came to my house and brought me my food yes. and recognized who I was <laughs> when he brought me my food. I forgot he saw about me that. Because he, he saw me and he said, oh, snap, that your big day from CHGO Bulls. And I didn't even have a hat on. I had my hair pulled back. I don't know. Hey, he just knew who I was. I me, he was very excited. He says he loves the show. He watches it every day. So shout out to Malik, man. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, sir. Shout out to Malik, bro. Like, we really appreciate you watching the show. And the next watch party we have, you are invited out, bro. Come on through. Come hang out. Would love to see you again, man. Take, take If you could take the night off of work, you know what I mean? Come on through. Hang out with us, man. But shout out to Malik, bro. Appreciate you. Shout out to
0: him, keeping Big Dave fed, and of course he recognized mm-hmm. you even if you weren't wearing a hat. I mean, it's the it's the Big Dave glow, especially if yeah, it was at nighttime dinner <laughs> delivery.
1: It was. The, it was nighttime. It was super dark. I don't know how he, how he knew it's, me, bro. I don't it's know. the
0: glow. Uh, while we were sharing words from our friends and sponsors, and then also talking about whatever the fuck veggie turkey is, and giving a well-deserved shout out. We got the official crossing the timeline tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski. This just happened about a minute ago. No rookie contract extensions for Atlanta's Sadiq Bay, New York's Emmanuel Quickly, Chicago's Patrick Williams, Indiana's Obi will Toppin, Toronto's Precious Achua. Sources tell ESPN those will be the top players able to join restricted free agency next summer. So there it is. It is official. Clock strikes midnight, no extension for Bulls forward Patrick Williams will.
2: And I'm not surprised by that. I'm not. I think Patrick wants a big number. The Bulls can't really afford to lock that in right now because they don't know what they're going to be next year, and they don't know what they're going to be next year because they don't know who they are this year. They don't know if they can continue on with this group uh, comprised of DeMar and Zach and Booch Maybe they trade one of those guys, and that opens up some space. Uh, Maybe Patrick Williams has a breakout year and then he gets $200 million. I mean, who knows? But right now I just think with the information they have, it, it didn't make sense to lock in Patrick to a number above what would have been a team friendly deal. I just don't think they were really in a position where they could do that. So maybe that comes back to bite them. Um, Maybe previous decisions made that impossible to where they didn't have the money to be able to do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe that costs them one of Demar or Pat next summer. We'll have to see. Um, but I assume if the Bulls do well this year, they'll be more willing to try to get something done. If not, Patrick will become a restricted free agent next summer where they'll have the ability to match any offer that he gets from another team or mm-hmm. uh, in the way that they did with Kobe this summer, come to an agreement before he even gets to that point.
1: Yeah, we'll I, I'm excited. I, I want to see him prove it. I want to see him, I want him see to put the bulls into some kind of chaos because he's playing so well. And they're like, damn, we got to pay this dude. And these other teams will throw money at him. They will definitely do that. So if he's playing well, that money will be thrown at him. We'll see how the bulls respond and, and how they react to it, man. But it's on now. Like, that's it. Like now you got to play. You say you go out and hoop. Well, now go out and hoop, bro. This is it now.
0: Um, so The man snaggle. Saying in the comments, I wouldn't want a signed Pat jersey. Why would I sign him for a hundred million? Maybe forty. Wow. Yeah. So there's Damn. there's a big spectrum. I also saw uh, our guy Rob in the comments saying when the uh, deadline came and went with no extension for Pat, big mistake. Uh, so oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens from. Can I also just here. say
2: I'm looking at next year's uh, cap stuff, and the Pistons are going to have almost ninety million dollars in cap space. The 76ers could have up to $67 million in cap space. The Magic could have 63. The Raptors could have 62. The Jazz could have 58. The Rockets could have 55. The Wizards could have 48. I'm sorry, 47. Uh, Pacers will have 37. Teams are going to be out there, and like I said, a big wing who can shoot, who can defend, and has shown some flashes of being able to create for both himself and others, that's... a player that teams are going to want and you know maybe they think pat hasn't really had a chance to spread his wings with damar and zach If we get him in our building we can try to figure figure out how to develop him so it would not be surprised if he's getting i wouldn't be surprised if he gets an offer that's even more than what he could have gotten from the bulls right now um so we'll, we'll just have to see what happens but of course the bulls will be able to match any offer he gets but like i said maybe that forces their hand into having to move off of Zach or DeMar to create that space
0: that they need to keep them. Uh, Before we move on and talk about the Pacers, I did want to address our friend that we met in Paris, Uwe, who's uh, hanging out in the comments. He said, quick question. What are the price uh, ranges for tickets at the United center planning to come to Chicago since the bulls aren't playing in Paris this year? First of all, hi, nice to see you virtually. Um, Come on to Chicago. We'll take care of you. We'll hang out. As far as the price point, how much are you trying to spend? Because you can spend thousands of dollars for a single ticket, and you want to sit courtside, or if you want to sit up in the nosebleeds, you can get a Bulls ticket for like fifty bucks, depending on the game, depending on the opponent.
2: But you can always check on the game time app.
0: Game time app. That's right. <laughs> uh, good to hear from you. We hope you're doing well over there, man. Uh, all right, let's talk Pacers. Speaking of Patrick Williams' draft class, we'll talk about the changes to the Pacers roster, additions and subtractions. But don't bury the lead. Tyrese Halliburton, who arrives in Indiana after that very interesting trade with Sacramento, which I think for the most part has worked out well for both teams, and both teams are happy with it. So bonus going over to Sacramento. Halliburton, as you pointed out earlier, Will, five-year max rookie extension, $260 million. Shaboom. Um, <laughs> I, do you see, like, Halliburton's growing star potential ceiling as, like, do you do you think he can flirt with thirteen all NBA this year? Do oh, yeah. you think he's that good already?
2: I do. I really do. I think he's the best passer in the league.
0: Wow. Whoa. Damn.
2: I mean, what? I'll put it this way: he's gonna lead the league it in assists this year. <laughs> he will lead the league in assists this year. Um, I love the way that the Pacers are building. The ability to get up and down. They're gonna run a ton. They're gonna shoot. They're gonna get downhill. They've got defense. They've got speed. They've got shooting. I just think they're going to be a lot of fun, and I think Halliburton's going to have the ball in his hands enough to rack up the assists, but also just facilitate really high-efficiency offense. And they're one of the teams that I'm most excited to watch this year.
1: Yeah, like they – what were they, 35 wins last year? Yep, um, 47 missed gonna, the play-in tournament. Okay, okay, yeah, that, that will definitely be uh, flipping for them. Uh, I think they're only – issue is time like they just need a couple more years or maybe even one year to just really gel and get some experience under their belt because i think they have a nice mixture of you know not like old veterans you know what i mean but like in in the middle of their career kind of veterans and you know young guys uh to start with uh the right kind of coach actually i think of rick carlisle i think he's the right kind of coach uh for indiana period you know what i mean like not just the team but he he kind of understands indiana basketball and what it means to hoop out there in indiana like it comes with a certain thing like hooping for the bulls comes with a thing or hooping for the knicks comes with a certain thing or and et cetera, et cetera. but they always that the pacers have players that i think everybody who loves basketball they have one of those players that you just really like like those kind of players that just went under the radar or young guys that nobody really talked about or you're just like really excited kind of about that player like for me like jalen smith you know what I'm saying? Like for me, like I've always liked him. And of course, I've been a big Buddy Hill fan. Like, you know, when he was in college, I was I was big on Buddy Hill. So, they got those players that you kind of root for and you want them to see them do well. But then, you know, I'm a Bulls fan, so I look at you in the Pacers jersey and I'm like, well, you know, I hope I, I hope you crash and burn, but I still want you to do well because I think I think that team is put together correctly. I think that's why Will loves them so much because they got that youth on their side, but they're also put together correctly and have encompassed all those things, like he mentioned, the offense, the defense, the three-point shooting. Like, they've covered all those kind of spectrums. It's just about them getting reps right now, and Jim's just doing that repetition over and over again. But, yeah, that will they'll definitely be better than last year for sure, health health, uh, withstanding.
2: Yeah. And they – I mean, they were an above 500 team. I don't know the exact record, but with Halliburton and with Miles Turner on the floor, they were an above 500 team. They obviously kind of tapered off towards the end when it became clear that the Bulls were making a push for ten, and they were not going to be able to catch them. But they beat the Bulls uh, two or three times last year. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I remember Halberton oh, sure. had a couple of twenty-point, led a couple of twenty-point comebacks. I mean, they are going to be really good, and the Bruce Brown edition, I think, is huge. Obi Toppin, yes. I think, really helps them. Love Jerris Walker in the draft. I just think they they kind of have the right pieces. Maybe they're a year away, but. Um, yeah, just the way that they played when they were at their best last year, I think it's sustainable. I really like the, the formula that they have. And, um, when you have a team full of young guys like that, there's only room to grow. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously progress is not linear. Maybe they take a slight step back in certain categories, but like they've got a lot of really high level prospects who are primed to take steps forward, not take steps back. And I think that's where my concern is with this bulls team is that a lot of their guys are on the other side of that age curve. And with a team like the Pacers, the Pistons, the Magic, young teams like that could take a big step forward at any point. And now all of a sudden you're talking about a surefire play-in or even a playoff team.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I see a playoff team here. Go ahead, Dave.
1: I just want to say this real quick, Matt. But they also added what I love, which are goons on their team. And they have two of them because TJ McConnell was definitely one. And they have Daniel Tice. Like, those are the right kind of veterans for Indiana and for those kind of young guys. So, I, I love those additions.
0: I mean, Bruce Brown, obviously a huge part of a championship team with Denver last season. That's a great steal for Indiana to add that talent. Obi, I'm yeah. I'm still unconvinced on if what he needed was just a change of scenery and a, and a, a better fit and a great opportunity compared to, like, it yeah. just seemed like the Knicks never really tried to make Obi Toppin thrive in any way. I, I am curious to see what Toppin looks like in this Pacers rotation. Uh but but um if you're looking on YouTube and saw that graphic earlier, they added interesting talent and they retained their young rising star in Halliburton. They didn't lose a whole lot from last year's roster. Like they sent Chris Duarte away in a trade. They sent away the aging corpse of George Hill, O'Shea Brissett. Like they this is a team that added talent and in my opinion didn't really lose any significant talent. And it's interesting to see where Vegas has them, which is 38 and a half wins. One win above where the Bulls were most recently when I checked. And everybody, reminder, get your NBA futures bets in tonight. NBA season starts tomorrow. Bulls are at 37 and a half. So Vegas has the Pacers leapfrogging the Bulls. And I don't know where you are on optimism and and skepticism spectrum of this Bulls season and whether or not we're looking at a playoff team here. But the Pacers are, like, the team that I look at when I'm talking about teams that can leapfrog the Bulls this year and keep the Bulls in the play-in, preventing them from, you know, securing the sixth seed potentially to avoid it, or maybe, I'm not trying to rile people up here, be hyperbolic, or maybe falling out of the play-in altogether. Teams like Indiana has me worried about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talk about parity a lot. Mark Eversley and
0: AK have talked a lot about it.
2: That means that there's room for the Bulls to be better than a lot of teams. But by definition, it also means that there's room for the Bulls to not be better than a lot of these teams. And I think Mm -hmm. you look at the way the Magic played uh, through the vast majority of the middle of their season when Fultz was there, they were a 500 team. That's better than what the Bulls were on the season. Uh, Obviously, you have stretches of playing better basketball or worse basketball. But again, these teams that are built with a bunch of young guys that are all hungry, that all want to take the next step, that all, by the way whoop the bulls ass every time they play them because the bulls can't play with these young fast teams, they're getting better and the bulls got better too. But I just wonder if it's at the same rate or if these other teams are starting to leapfrog them. And I'm not saying that all of them will leapfrog leapfrog the bulls. Maybe some of these teams that were ahead of them fall back too. not quite as high on the nets this year. They obviously were much worse after trading Kevin Durant. The record doesn't really, their end of season record does not really reflect who they were as a team During that second half of the year, uh, the Raptors lost Van Vliet. Obviously, that's a big one, but they just beat the Bulls, too. I just think the East is going to be really competitive, but that means that as much as the Bulls could rise up, it means all these other teams have that same opportunity to rise up.
1: That's absolutely right. Like, it's a 50-50 chance for all those teams, which is why, you know, you didn't want a team like the Heat to get somebody like Damian Lillard, because I want them down there in the muck and mire with us fighting for this stuff so this exact no you're you're dead on and absolutely right all these teams you can sit here and make these arguments about being playoff contenders being higher seeds and all of them you can say well the team behind you can whoop your ass too like you can say the same kind of things man for each one of these kind of squads but it's going to be interesting like i love this stuff like because i i get excited about it because i'm like boom every single night i get to watch this fine i can't wait to play these teams like i want to see what it looks like like are you still going to look like that last year? Are they gonna? Are you going to let them run you out the gym? You know what I mean? Are you going to let them bully you? Like, have you really changed that uh, kind of mentality on your team? And I'm talking about for all of them. You know what I mean? Because there were ass whoopings aplenty to go around for all those teams. It wasn't like they were over 500. Like, all them teams was getting their ass whooped on occasion. So that's just how it is. So somebody's going to step up and be better. And that's what makes it exciting. And when they talk about the East is competitive, that I don't think they're talking about the top. You know, you're talking about this right here. You're talking about that muck and the mire right here, fighting for that four through six. That's what you're talking about. And that's what's going to make it really, really fun. And I hope my team comes out on top, but I'm going to enjoy watching it. I promise you.
0: The uh, the Brooklyn Nets could be one of those sneaky teams uh, that uh, give the Bulls problems as far as their, their playoff positioning this season. We're going to talk about them next, coming up right after We share a few more words from our friends and sponsors. If you didn't do it the first time around, now's your chance. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching with us on YouTube. We greatly appreciate the thumbs ups. They help us out a lot. And uh, make sure you are subscribed, of course, to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Today's show, it's uh, it's a Victory Monday, by the way. Congrats to all you Bears fans (laughs) out there. Sunnyside is your home this season, this Bears season, for judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality Products. They, of course, also offer their easy online ordering. So convenient. You can order online at their website sunnyside.shop and then pick up your order in store while you're getting your errands done. They offer, of course, their great uh, transparent loyalty program that they call Sunnyside Rewards for you frequent customers. They've got flour, they've got tinctures, they've got vape, they've got all that good stuff. Plus, of course, a huge variety and selection of various delicious edibles. Um, You can, through the rest of October, October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop using promo code CHGO25 at checkout to get 25% off your total order. 25% off! It's an incredible discount. It is one use per customer, and you can't stack it with other promotions and coupons they're offering on their site. But it's not only for first-time customers. Anyone and everyone can use that promo code of ours, CHGO25, at checkout. 25% 25% off. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season and your basketball season. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois Med card holder.
1: hmm You know me and Matt disagree on food. One thing we don't disagree on is beer. Goose Island Beer Company, baby. We put them back. We chug them and we enjoy it and it is delicious and you should too. It is supported by us here at CHGO. They've been around since the Jordan year, which is 1988. And of course, you already know the roster. They got the Beer Hug family, the 312 Wheat L, the Matt and Big Day favorite, that full pocket Pilsner. I took a few home just for myself and enjoyed them yesterday. Delish. I was very excited about it. But of course, it is now the fall, and the leaves are changing, and the weather is changing, and daylight savings time is on the way. So that means it's time for Oktoberfest beer, y'all. It's here and it's for us. And Goose Island made it especially for you, you, and you in the back. You too. Everybody can enjoy Oktoberfest beer. So why don't you just go grab an ultra-fresh, exclusive beer at the Goose Island original brew house on Claiborne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. It's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago.
0: I was actually uh, putting back a few uh, goose full pocket pills at uh, our guy Salim's birthday on Saturday night. Shout, shout out. out to hey, Salim. Shout shout out. Out Thanks for showing the love and uh, extending some invitations our way. Was able to celebrate yes. his birthday with his uh, with his crew, met some of his family members. And, uh, yeah, uh, we were at uh, headquarters, Beercade, Cade, um, a uh, great spot. And they had I love that. A, just a wonderful amount of goose full pocket pills. I saw them in the coolers. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be drinking those tonight. Um, (laughs) All right, guys, let's talk Brooklyn Nets. As you were kind of alluding to a few minutes ago, Will, maybe their their final, you know, regular season record and then playoff result uh, misleading as far as what happened to the Brooklyn Nets last season. Giant change, obviously, with the departure of Kevin Durant, who asked out and went over to Phoenix, Um, breaking up the, oh, so close, what would have happened, what could have been KD, Harden, and Kyrie trio. Uh, When you think about what they've done this offseason, after bowing out in the first round of last year's playoffs, some interesting names they added in free agency, Dennis Smith Jr., Journeyman point guard, who was once a high lottery pick himself, still trying to find the right fit in the NBA, Lonnie Walker, quality player, Trendon Watford, who is actually a name that, some of you out there in Bulls Nation might have been yelling about because he was a trendy name this offseason. Uh, Bulls fans were, were really high on Watford and wanted the Bulls to sign him. Also added a couple of first-round picks in Noah Clowney and Derek Whitehead, who went back-to-back at 21 and 22. And re-signing Cameron Johnson to what I think, Will, is a pretty solid contract when you're talking about these younger guys getting these extensions. Four years, 94. For Cameron Johnson, when he first came to the NBA, some people might call you crazy if you said Cameron Johnson was about to sign just shy of a $100 million contract. But that man has proven to be a great player, and he's clearly a part of Brooklyn's long-term plans.
2: Yeah, he he really is. He's a little bit older. I think he's 27. He came into the league um, as a later draft pick, and that's why Kobe White, his uh, college teammate, was so surprised when he went 11th or whatever it was overall. Wow, bro. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's a really good player. And I'll say this. Ben Simmons is not on that list, but you may as well put him there because he's back and barely did anything last year. And call me crazy, I'm buying. I know
0: it's just the, the few, preseason. A few uh, preseason highlights are enough to convince you he he's led, back. He led the yeah, preseason in playing assists. Playing in the gym
1: Hill? <laughs> <laughs> He led the you preseason in like
2: assists. These are real games, not just warming up one-on-oh in a summer workout. Uh, <laughs> he, he led – the preseason assist, he looked a lot better, more athletic. Obviously, he's not going to have the same bounce and pop that he had when he was 22, playing with the 76ers as an all-defensive team, all-star kind of player. But he's a really smart player. He's still athletic. He still gets downhill. He looked willing to get fouled and go to the free throw line, which is huge for him because otherwise you just lay right off him. I think they need somebody that can really like bring things together and make them a cohesive offense. And Benson is a great point guard in that regard. My, uh, Mikhail Bridges also took a huge step forward playing with them last year and really uh, kind of exploded as a scorer. I think he was a little overrated. His defense kind of slipped, uh, did not really facilitate much, but, like, he became a bona fide scorer. I think he was averaging, like, 24, 25, 26 a game after that trade. Um, I think they're going to be good. They were a below five hundred team after the trade, so maybe not quite as good as what their full season record ind- indicates. But – I like the Nets. I don't think they're a, a trash team, and I, I certainly think they're in that sort of morass of a four, five, Ooh. six through 12 that Dave's <laughs> talking
1: about. Bro said morass. Slow down on the wheel. Slow down. Damn. He's informed, Dave. A- <laughs> I love it. I'm actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to surprise you, uh, Matt, because I'm actually with Will about Ben Simmons. I am. I, I think Ben Simmons is going to have a good year. I really do um he because he's had nothing but time (laughs) to, to get himself to where he really wants to be he has nothing but time to do that and now he's in a position where nothing is on him no pressure is on ben simmons whereas when he walked into the league it was pressure on him from day one to be that guy you know once he missed that layup all of a sudden his back hurt for three years pretty much and he didn't play but now nothing's on him nobody's expecting nothing from brooklyn He already had, he's not even the star player on the team. It's Bridges. Bridges is the star player on the team. And I think his defense dropped, Bridges' defense dropped because he's now the scorer. Now he's more focused on doing that. So getting that 25, 26 a game, that's what he's on right now. So I think if he was playing more of a a role and like being the number three, I think you would see his, his three and D go way up. But now he's just trying to get those buckets. And Ben Simmons never lost the ability to pass, he is still an incredibly skilled passer. Like, Will already mentioned the IQ. Like, he is a really, really smart basketball player. It's just all about, you know, the repetitions for him and the belief that he'll have in himself uh, when he gets out there. But I think he'll be solid. We we all wanted Cam Johnson. I know me and Matt wanted Cam Johnson uh, on the Chicago Bulls. We we wanted that bad, but the Nets are like, no, we, we think he's good too. So they signed him. I think that's a good pickup. And yeah, I think they're they're a solid team. I don't know if I think they'll win like over forty games or something like that, but I I do think they're a good team. Like, no, they're not trash or anything like that. But they'll be in that muck and mire fighting with the Bulls and the Pacers and those other teams, you know, for those playing in and playoff spots. A
0: couple of noteworthy departures from last season's Brooklyn Nets team. Uh... Seth Curry, left in free agency, as did Yuta Watanabe, who followed Kevin Durant over to Phoenix. Uh, Patty Mills and Joe Harris both got moved, uh, shipped out in trades. Um, When you look at a 37.5 win projection for this Brooklyn Nets team, Will, which is, again, right where the uh, Vegas oddsmakers have our very own Bulls, 37.5, with all of the turnover from last year's crazy roster – what the pieces are that remain. Do you see 37 and a half as not only doable, but maybe cutting Brooklyn a bit shy? Do you think this is another team that the bulls are going to be have to fighting for a play in spot?
2: What if like every team between four and 12 all wins 37 games? That would be bonkers. (laughs) That that's the kind of year it feels like. So, I mean, maybe it's hard to say. Like, I I think all
0: these lines are pretty close. Yeah. Like,
2: didn't that happen with the West
0: last year down the stretch? It was like seeds two through like 10 were like separated by a couple games.
2: And that, again, that's what parody is. That's what we're talking about. And Adam Silver says there's been a new champion five straight years. That's parody. And I think that's great for the league. Uh, You know, does it remove all the like true blue title contenders that we have, like the inner circle every year? This year with, like, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Bucks, and the Celtics. No, a lot of those teams are the same. Maybe throw the Warriors in, whatever. A lot of those teams are the same, but that middle class is getting bigger. And I think that's a good thing for the league, but it also makes it way, way more challenging to try to determine what's a fair line, where do these teams stack up against one another. And it's also why I'm just so uncertain about this Bulls team because even though they got better, a lot of these other teams got better too, and they're still all the same. So, like a two week injury here could completely derail a season when all these teams may very well end up within a game or two of each other.
0: What do you think, Dave?
1: I think Will is right. And, but I think it goes like he's been saying, it goes both ways. Just like an injury could derail those teams if they have one for two weeks and could elevate the bulls. 100%, like, but that's 100%. what, that's what the parody is. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. That's just what the parody is in that muck and that mire and that morass of what's going on, man. But yeah, man it, it it excites me, you know. Like, and I mentioned that already. It just really excites me as a basketball fan and as a Bulls fan to get out here and, and fight and compete uh, against these teams night after night. It makes every night matter, and that's what I kind of want. I think that's what the basketball fan wants. They want every game to kind of matter, even if you're playing in this tournament. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, it still kind of matters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you when you're having those games, so. But yeah, the Nets. I mean they're they're a solid team they're okay i'm just not completely sold on them just making that big jump and that big leap i I think there's still a lot of pieces that they need i mean they still they got guys i like like nick claxton uh i like lonnie walker you mentioned already um matt i like him i like him probably more as a person than i do as a basketball player but i still like his game uh, a lot but I still think they got a little ways to go before, before they make that leap. But a lot of it is going to depend on Ben Simmons, whether he likes it or not, because the scoring and that thing is not going to be on him. But when you're the point guard, they're going to move, you know what I'm saying? How you move, you're the quarterback, you control it. But I think he's in the right situation. Like I said, no pressure. And I think he's got the right coach too. the former point guard right there with uh, our guy, uh, Jacques Vaughn. So, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I don't expect the, that 40 41 team, but I do expect them to fight uh, every single night.
0: Uh, I guess they, they might be at risk of taking a substantial hit to their, their three-point efficiency and volume if you're talking about losing Seth Curry, Utah, Patty Mills, and Joe Harris. All four of those guys, what do they do? They hit threes. Um, yeah. So maybe the Bulls won't be the lowest volume three-point shooting team this season. Maybe the Nets can take that prize from us finally. That'd be nice. Um, We are about out of time for today. One more quick shout-out to our friends at FOCO, who provide Chicago sports fans with some of the dopest gear that's out there. Get fitted out with everything you need this football season, whether you're hanging out at your favorite sports bar, your own living room, or at our CHGO Bears tailgates, which are always a good time. Whatever you need for those tailgates, for your football Sundays, you can get it at FOCO.com. Also, shout out to them for providing us with some of our very cool set decorations here at our CHGO downtown studios. They took care of us, and they will take care of you as well in the form of a 10% discount when you use promo code CHGO at checkout at FOCO.com. That's F O C O. or click the link in the description if you're watching along on YouTube. For all non-presale items, that promo code CHGO will get you 10% off. That's it for today. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place, 4.30 Central, uh, Tuesday afternoon, and it's going to be a really fun show. We are going to all be here. Our guy Mark K is going to join us on the sidebar from down under, and we are talking about A roundtable column that Will spearheaded that we all chipped into that we're going to be discussing tomorrow. The column will drop tomorrow morning, Will? Yes, I believe so. Uh, Bold takes, bold predictions, biggest concerns all of us are facing coming into this bull season, win-loss record projections, all kinds of good stuff in this roundtable. It'll be out first thing tomorrow morning. We will then discuss it on our Tuesday afternoon show. Until then, you can follow Will on Twitter, will underscore got he has some great updates from today's bulls practice big dave is at bow b-a-w-l sports i'm bulls underscore peck we are ch show underscore bulls shout out and appreciation as always to our pal producer steven on the controls man was multitasking producing a show and eating a goddamn steak at his producer's desk i respect this peck approved damn right uh (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Hit the thumbs up on your way out if you haven't done so yet. We will talk to y'all tomorrow afternoon. Until then, see you Red Be good.
1: Peace. all like the mayor.